We're in a time in our lives when we can subcontract everything out. Things we don't know how to do, we'll go to a helper to either do it for us or direct us. But when it comes to the marriage, we've got to decide to choose to work on this ourselves. We can't hire somebody else to do this for us. You're listening to Parenting on Purpose with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. This week we have Rosemary uh, Barnes with us, also the wife. I'm your host, Ruthie J. And this week we're talking about marriage because it does impact how you parent. And when your marriage gets into that rut, that boring state, how can you get out of it? And yesterday we, we talked about really choosing to prioritize your marriage and say, okay, this is important enough to clear things off the calendar. Um, but, okay, now we've put our marriage in priority. Now what do we do? Well, I think we, we sat down and we talked about, okay, we got too much stuff on our calendar and there's no premium time for us. There's just the junk time that nobody wants, 10 o'clock at night when we, I come from a meeting, you come from whatever, and we're brain dead. And then we wonder why, and we can't talk anyway, so let's just turn the television on and watch something. I, it's, a, it's a backup time. I remember watching my dad. My, my mom died of cancer when I was a kid, and my dad rebuilt built a new home. He was getting married, and he built a new home. And I went up into the master bedroom, and in the master bedroom, he had this section in the master bedroom that had these two steps up. And it was a sitting area that had these, he put these two big chairs and a coffee table inside the master bedroom. And I said, what is this? And he says, it's my master bedroom living room. And I said, what is that? And he said, well, you know, I, I, I really didn't talk a lot with your mom. And we really didn't talk privately. We did, everything we did was with you boys. I mean, he says, it's not bad, but I, I just missed that time. And I'm not going to do that again. We have to, especially when we're blending two families, We've got to have this time alone, and so I've set up this time alone for us to have. I, I, I don't think we anticipate that. I, I don't think we're ready for that, and I don't think I know how to do my part in that. And, and so I think we've got to at least, if you schedule it in the calendar, you're going to do something. Um, but I think then we've got to decide to do the work and talk about marriage. And that's where I think wives know better how to talk about marriage than men. And you've got to kind of walk them into it, don't you? Yeah, I do. And I think that the other thing about it is that um, we we are quick to commit to really pay attention with our children, for example. When they come in the door at the end of a school day, you can see on their faces a mom really and I think a dad too, can really look and see, okay, this has been a bad day. Did, she, did he have a problem on the soccer field? Did he? Did she have a problem with one of the teachers? There's something going on here. We don't do that in our marriages. Mm. We do not make each other a study. And we need to, that's the first thing I think. We need, to, we need to begin to look at each other and be as intentional about figuring out where the other one is coming from as we are with other people in our lives. Even girlfriends, we can see, oh, you're having a bad week, Ruthie, or Oh, you'd seem so joyful this week or whatever. We pick up on that in other people, and yet we don't do the same thing in our marriages. We'd rather just go to a marriage counselor and say, fix my husband. Right. Here, there's something <laughs> yes. wrong with him, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, we talked off air. I mean, that's why we go to church. We go to church so the pastor can do all the spiritual work for us, and then that's it. We walk away, and we don't do anything on our own and wonder why, oh, this thing isn't working for me. It's because I didn't do any work. I, I mean, we we pay him to study the Bible. Why should I study the Bible? And then we and then we come home, and it's kind of the same. There's so many marriage books out there that we could be reading. And I remember you suggesting that we read marriage books out loud in our first decade of marriage. And I thought, could there be anything dorkier than reading marriage books out loud? Mm. And reading Tim and Bev LaHaye's The Act of Marriage was not the first book. The first book, do you remember the first book we read? Uh, yes, it was about communication. Charlie Shedd. Yes. It's not even in print anymore. Charlie Shedd's talked to me. 
And uh, I, I thought, really? And here's the, here's, this will give people hope. We were driving out of Focus on the Family, having just done a family taping for three days. Driving out, let me say that, of Focus on the Family. So you would think I'd be a little more tuned in to this kind of thing. And Rosemary says, I have a book, Charlie Shedd's book, talk to me. While we're driving, do, do, do you want to read it? Can I just read it? I'm thinking, really? <laughs> Really? So we're the experts already. Yeah. Yeah. So, focus so, on the family. I, is there something wrong with me? Is there something? Am I doing something wrong? With, no, we're just driving. Can I just read it? And when she read that book out loud, what I was driving? Well, we were driving. I was driving actually, and I realized, wow, that—that's me. He's describing me, and it, I heard it so much better from somebody other than her, and it was so helpful. And that was that was the beginning of the breaking of me, actually. Of and, and on your behalf, um, you were willing to say, "Do you think I do that?" <laughs> Am I the swing? And I so regretted your answer, though. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, I didn't want the. Uh, do, does that? Does that? It sounded like me to me, but I know it can't be me. So I said, D "Do I do that?" And not, but not all men would say that. Yeah, and I think that's really, really key. Yeah, but we I need didn't. To be... I didn't mean for you to say yes, yeah, sort of, well, <laughs> because I know when she says yes, yeah, sort of, it You're really means nice. absolutely. <laughs> but I'm not going to say absolutely because you'll make me close the book and throw the book out the window of the car. But I, most couples don't even get to that point yeah. of reading a book together. Yeah, yeah. They'd rather go and sit in front of a counselor, or you know, I don't know, or. Do right. something fun. Well, Can we do something let me, fun? Let me help other husbands like me. A counselor is one hundred and twenty dollars an hour. Books ten bucks. Period. And so that that part is helpful. I, I think the other thing is she didn't beat me up with the book. Mm. Um, and every now and then wore a great nightgown while she was reading the book. But she didn't beat me up with the book. And and I'm, I realize I'm getting some answers because the guys that, that I play racquetball with don't have any of these answers. I'm getting some answers. But again, on behalf of. I'm really sticking up for the male. Yeah, I love today. it. This, this has been yeah. a great out-of-boy anyway, broadcast fine. for me. I, yeah. think, I feel good about me. I think we, both of us, the women, we all need to be open and receiving and vulnerable when we're reading these books. Like, you know, you would try to, exp you know, talk to me about, you know, the male perspective on the intimacy area in our relationship. And, you know, I needed to learn to hear that. And to be willing to be vulnerable to hear that. You needed to be vulnerable about uh, how to relate and how to talk and all those things. That's really critical that we can come to the point, and maybe not both of them are going to be there at the same time, most likely not. But we have to learn to receive what we're going to hear hmm. and be, be a big girl about it. And I have a, to want it. Yeah. I have to really want this. And, and, I would say the greatest communication you and I ever did, um, and I'm stepping out here, was when we wrote the book Great Expectations, and uh, we were at, we we wrote two chapters on sex in marriage in rock solid marriage, and Zondervan called and said, "Could you make this into a book?" And I'm thinking, Holly, I mean, I just pretty much said everything I know to say in two <laughs> chapters, um, but Rosemary could probably make it into a book, and we would drop the kids off at at school. Uh, they were going to a Christian school that was 45 minutes from our house. And we would go get four Dunkin' Donuts coffees and go for a drive with a legal pad. She'd have a legal pad. And we talk about each of these chapters in the, in the book, Great Expectations. But I realized God really used that for us to just, okay, let's put it out there. Male perspective, female perspective, communication, really, and, and all these different things. And it forced us again to talk, but it also gave us a, a, a deeper love even for people's books on these various topics and just to go after it and read it. I don't want to miss it. It's kind of like in my career, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reading a book right now on autism and I'm reading the book on autism. I'm going after it and it's a great book and it's a thick book and I'm reading it because we're thinking about maybe should Sheridan else be doing things with autistic children and families and I'm underlining and I'm, why would I not want to do that in my marriage? 
um, because ironically, God really doesn't need me to do anything at all with autism or any children for that matter. But what he needs me to do, wants me to do is this marriage. I, I, I think perhaps as children, we didn't see our parents working on their marriage and maybe they did. We just didn't see it. And my gener- our generation more than yours, Ruthie, because I'm, I'm the same age as your parents, that, that, that whole paradigm was if you had any disagreements, my parents, they went into bedroom and talk. We never saw them disagree. And I so didn't want that for my children. I wanted my children to see us actually talk through things, but I had to learn to talk through things. And I had to learn to really desire the marriage I knew God wanted me to have. And so when she suggested books and reading them while we're driving because I'm a captive audience, that, that was a beginning. And Rosemary, you said two key things. Number one is to come at it with almost like with humility. You're not mm-hmm. coming at it to bash anyone. Right. And knowing also, number two, that you know, you've got your stuff too that you right. have to deal with. Nobody's perfect in it. And just because you're trying and maybe you're the first one to try and put your foot out there, right. that you've got some things to learn out of the whole process too. So really being humble. And that's kind of what marriage is all about. Right. You know, the good, bad, and the ugly. And it that's all right. comes out and we're in this together. So if you lose, I lose. Right. And if you win, I win. And I think I think you really nailed it, Ruthie, that I think the 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 cup, the one of the the spouse that seems to be the one that really understands this whole process a little bit more. If that spouse could come at it with not so much, hey, I wish you'd learn how to do this a little bit better, or mm-hmm. why can't you do this? If you could come and say, hey, how can I be a better spouse? Mm-hmm. What what am I doing that's causing things to be a little bit boring? What can I work on? And to come honestly asking those questions rather than bashing the spouse. So starting from starting the point with of, me, right? With how you. can mm-hmm. I be better? How can I be a better wife? How can I be a better husband? How what can I put into the marriage? Where am I kind of sloughing off a little bit and letting it get boring? So you asked me that question right now, like we're sitting here. How can I, because I'm going to give you the answer that the, that most wives are going to get. So you're saying to me, what, Bob? For, and first of all, before you do that, Ruthie, you, you just said she had two great key points. Did I have any key points in there that were great? I'm still thinking on Okay, I just, I just, I didn't hear You'll any, get to them any attaboys for Bob in the middle of that. Okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So I'm gonna I'm okay. gonna show you, and then I'm gonna ask you to where you go next. Well, how how Bob? deep do we want to go? Well, Bob, we go ahead, say, Bob. Okay, Bob. I want to talk about just making our relationship um, a little bit more exciting, and I want to know what I can do on my end to be more exciting in our um, relationship. Babe, nothing. I mean, you're awesome. This is awesome. I knew you would say something. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> because it's the conversation stopper. Right. right? Then we don't have to talk anymore. You're perfect, babe. Well, Let's just move on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because here's what I hear subliminally in that question. Uh, can going, I tell you yours? Yes, yes. Do you, do you want to hear mine? Uh, uh, wow. I do, but I don't, but I do, but I don't. But here's what you would do. You would write down notes to me. Remember? Early in the marriage, I'd be going out the door and she'd hand me a note. Of, of something she would like to talk about tonight. And she she would say, here, I just want to get, don't read it here. Don't read it. Read it, read it. read it when you get to work. And I would be ripping that thing open, backing out of the driveway, reading it and thinking, you are kidding me. We're talking about this again. You're kidding me. It, there's not that many games. I just watch some of the games. I don't watch the games all the time. You're kidding me. I can't. And when you would just say, tonight, could we just spend time? Well, why would she pick Monday night? It's Monday night football. You're kidding me. She's, this is, and, and, but you would give me the whole day to calm down. It was masterful. You're a very manipulative wife. I want you to close me. It was masterful because I would spend the whole day realizing how immature am I? How immature am I? And so I could come back in a little more ready, uh, ready rather than feeling a little bit more trapped. Remember, you're the communication expert in our relationship. And so when you say those things, you actually really mean those things. I'm looking for the trap. Where's mm-hmm. the lose for me in this? Mm-hmm. And you said something earlier, Rosemary. You do have to learn your spouse. Yeah. You must Make it learn. a study. Make him a study. Make him a study. 
study what works with him. There Mm -hmm. are times, and it's not just what works with him or her, what time of day works with him or her. Walking in the door from work, that's a loser. Uh, Lying in bed, and Rosemary says, "Uh, can can I talk to you about something? Really? We're lying in bed. And I'm not a night person, and she comes alive at night. And, and I, I remember actually saying to her one night, Rosemary, going to, going to bed to me means one of two things, neither of which is talking. And so <laughs> this, this doesn't work right here. And so you would find the time and find the way, and you did. Ask God, help me, help me, Father, get in here. Help me learn how to, there's ears in his heart. I know his heart has ears, and, and I'm, missing the, I'm missing the heart. Because you knew down inside, I was desperate for relationship desperate for it you know still still much of my life dealing with the loss of my mom and i was i just didn't know how and you were patient and i don't think the one that is not a relationship person perhaps even knows that they're so desperate for it oh i didn't you know i think that that uh the non-relationship person just kicks into life and does busy 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 and doesn't realize that there's that deep longing for something, but we know there's a longing for it because God said it is not good for man to live alone. Absolutely. So we know that God wired the male as well for relationship. Yeah, and and needy, make, making that whole situation needy. I, absolutely. I, I kind of thought because I'm a provider, I have a provider issue going, that you ought to be so happy because I bought something for us. Shouldn't that make you happy? But, and, and I'd the, rather not have a new car and have you. Oh, I remember you saying that. If this is going to cause you to have to do more seminars, forget it. My old car is perfect. And I believed it, but I didn't believe it. But I believed it. But going to do the seminars is easier because uh, you just talk and nobody listens. You know, and, and when we're talking, I have to listen and talk. And so, yike. And so, but you never quit. You never quit. You never quit. You never quit. And then all of a sudden, and it's kind of strange because I, I have friends who actually said to me, one, you know, one husband called and said, how many, can I, Bob, how many times a day do you call Rosemary? I just got to ask you. And I said, I don't know. Every time I get in the car, four or five times. And, and then he said, yeah, I know you're killing the rest of us husbands because my wife hangs out with your wife and she's talking about Bob called me twice this morning. And, and they said, how many times? Oh, he calls me all the time during the day. And then he actually said, what do you talk about? How could you call that much to talk? And I think you helped me with that because you would say, well, tell me what you did. And I can talk about what I did. And you would slowly open me up. And so I could learn to talk, which then made me available to read the books. This thing takes worth, but work, but it's a worthy work. We have to work on our marriage and crack open each other's chest to the point where we are, the Bible says, naked and not ashamed. You've been listening to Dr. Bob and Rosemary Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries here on Parenting on Purpose. I'm your host, Ruthie J. And if you enjoyed today's program, you want to hear it again, sign up for the blog that comes along with it or research a few more marriage topics that we've already covered. They're online and for free at parentingonpurpose.org. And if uh, you also want to get some of these marriage books that um, Dr. Bob and Rosemary Barnes have read, have written together, you can find a lot of them. All the proceeds go to help the children's homes at Sheridan House Family Ministries. They're online at shfm.org. We hope you join us tomorrow. We'll keep talking about um, what to do with your marriage if it's gotten to that boring point here on Parenting on Purpose. Parenting on Purpose.